Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to me. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music. Richard Henderson here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you. Thank you, thank you for listening. This morning, really early this morning, before the sun was up, my wife Marsha, the almost perfect woman, kicked the blankets to the floor and, with trembling fingers, quickly removed my pyjamas. 
She likes to have the wash on the line before breakfast. Didn't that sound like Benny Goodman to you? Who was playing piano? Just Stacy, Teddy Wilson, one of them good guys? Well, I suppose I got to tell you this. My friend Winky and his wife came out of the grocery store and bumped into a woman who was quite drunk. It seemed to bother Winky quite a bit, and afterward, when they got home, his wife asked him if he knew this woman. And Winky confessed that it was an old girlfriend who had been drinking since he broke up with her. And Winky's wife said, Who would think a woman could celebrate for 26 years?
do, do, singing the blues. I'm pretty close to Bix, but you could you could tell <laughs> you could tell just a little bit different there. You know people who are good storytellers. You know that these people are fun to listen to. I can rattle off the names of six or eight excellent storytellers because back when I used to have to, have to write a newspaper column once a week and had nothing to say, I'd go see one of my friends. Eddie Tyler is a good storyteller. I've heard Ed Tyler speak before a group, and I can tell you that Eddie Tyler knows what's going on. I was on my third glass of punch at some party when Eddie came over and said, You know, he says, for years I was the supply man down at Marine Colloids. Anybody needed something, they came say me. I had the reputation for being tight. I didn't give them what they asked for unless they had a good reason for needing it. One day, someone came in and said, Ed, someone stole my stapler. And I said, You're a grown man. Don't come in here and bother me with things like that. You should be able to figure out what to do. This fellow left, nodding eagerly. The next day, when I came to work, my stapler was gone.
would have to guess that that was Oscar Peterson, wouldn't you? Who else can do that? Niels Hennen, Austin Peterson. My word. And they were playing right here on the Humble Farmer. Where, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. Thank you. Thank you for listening. So nice of you. Love to hear from you. Of course, I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com. I felt pretty good about myself this morning, and that's because I wasn't thinking. Haven't you found that to be true? You can feel pretty good about yourself if you don't think about it. Here's what made me feel so good today. I balanced my checkbook. Easy to do. I felt good about being able to find a 30 cent error so easily. I have the figures in my checkbook ledger, and I have the figures in the Quicken program that keeps track of my income and expenses, and I can go online, I can see what the bank has for figures, compare them. Because the bank is always right, isn't it? You've never seen a bank make a mistake, have you? Anyway, I felt good because I was able to use the Quicken program and I was able to access the bank program online. But then I realized, think about this, I realized then that my ability to use these programs was an infallible indication that both programs will soon be replaced by new and improved versions that nobody will understand.
Fletcher Henderson. Who was that playing saxophone? Was Coleman Hawkins in that band? I don't know. You know these things. You keep track. Have you ever seen the television program they call Cops? Cops are always pulling over beat-up cars that are full of trash and drugs and scruffy, half-drunk, unwashed people. Sometimes, you've seen them, sometimes the cops chase those who are stupid enough to run in. I've seen them snap the cuffs on some ragged bum, a hungry-looking woman, so many times I could probably do it now myself. The cops program, you've noticed this, the cops program features crimes of lower-class, uneducated people because... Well, think about this. Crimes committed by educated, upper-class people, like robbing your company and stockholders or stealing the pensions of your employees, well, that really don't make for good TV. Thank you. 
Is it too early to tell you that you're listening to The Humble Farmer, or should I wait two more minutes? You know, with any luck at all, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite radio station. I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and of course I would love to hear from you. And if you have listened to this radio program for any amount of time, you know that my primary purpose in chatting here with you, my goal in life as it were, is to tell you things that will make your life more pleasant. What better employment can one find than to be able to help educate one's best friends and and do it in a manner that might bring a smile to their lips. If I can't smooth out the bumps in your road of life, I can at least prepare you for the fact that they are waiting for you. Bumpy, bumpy, bumpy. If you have ever married, I would like you to listen closely to what I'm about to say. If you have never married, I'd, I'd like you to listen even more closely. How much anguish and unnecessary suffering could be spared in this life if, during the wedding vows, the performing magistrate would say, Do you, Allison, promise to go through Stephen's pants and remove the Kleenex, loose dollar bills, his iPod, and notebook before throwing them in the wash?
happy creature Tell me what can worry be I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Mr. Cupid was our teacher That's the reason we agree I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Awesome, get your book out Ready in your hand Keep a steady lookout You can understand It's an A1 combination With a perfect he and she I'm crazy about my baby And my baby's crazy about me Was it back in the 1960s? Now make sure I get the button right. You know I have to, be, have to be very careful that I push the right button. Was it back in the 1960s that we first heard of people who lived on fruit, grains, and nuts? These people were called hippies, and they moved into St. George, Maine from away, and they bought pieces of land, and they built little energy-efficient cabins, and they lived frugally on their humongous trust funds, and they ate fruit, grains, and nuts. And as the years went by, we learned that the dietary habits of these long-haired people had something going for it, because we saw our friends who ate greasy pork chops and slathered butter on their corn dropping dead with heart attacks and diabetes and all these bad things. And, and the ones who didn't have heart attacks had strokes. And these people, our friends, learned to drag themselves around with one functioning arm and one leg. And, one by one, some of us old main men found that we were not eating meat because we discovered that we would regret it in the middle of the night. And we started to eat salads, and we learned that ketchup was fattening. But I didn't realize how deep I was getting into the hippie lifestyle until yesterday, when it took me several minutes to find where my wife keeps the salt shaker.
honey, I'm really tired of waiting all day. I want somebody who wants me to play. Pretty clothes have never been mine. But when my dream comes true, I hope it's no shame. Cause I want a bad man. Also, baby, good egg man won't be. Mama, I'll be your big fun egg man, but I'm different, sugar. I'm from way out in the south. Now, I'll buy you all the pretty things that you really think you need. As long as that trumpet stays up to my mouth. Oh, I'll play you a matter, indeed. And if you say it's necessary, baby, I'll leave you in high sea. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, be your fun egg man. Wants a great big buttery cow, wants me. the most useless hobby in the world is collecting empty beer cans. Running a close second to collecting beer cans is studying languages. You have heard me tell how, while riding on a train through France on my way to speak at Neichen Road University, I woke up and jumped off at a small village, thinking, of course, I was at the place where I was supposed to change trains. Because the only French word I knew at the time was Fox Pass, and I certainly made one there, I almost starved to death before I was able to escape the following day on the next train out of town. Oh, and the thousands of francs I had in French money that I had left over, you know, from a previous visit were outdated. (laughs) I'll, I'll never forget that trip. Being trapped in a small town in France with no French francs and no idea of how to say hunger and thirst in patois is not my idea of European travel. But after surviving France and coming back to the civilized world to tell about it, I resolved, while well past the age of 60, I resolved that at well past the age of 60, to learn it, to at least read French. Amazingly enough, it can be done. I have a very funny Harlequin romance in French, which I have read over and over and over. I will be ready for them. But, with my luck, when I step up to the window and say, Pomfrits, por favor, they will reply, Yeah. You want fries with that? (laughs) ¶¶ 
To push the buttons. That's what slows me down here a little bit. I have to make sure I push the right button. There's a lot of them here, a lot of buttons. You will recall that I once said that I lose at least three pair of glasses a year. Now this would be a blessing to a poet because a poet could say, I wonder where my glasses go. And then write a poem about I wonder where my glasses go, which could be sold to a glossy magazine for enough money to buy another payer. As usual, I asked you for your help and your opinion. Dean in Casco offered the following. I wonder where my glasses go when I come in from shoveling snow. They've moved from where I set them down. And then Dean says, that's all I got so far. Sounds more Robert Frost than Longfellow to me. I'll see if I can think of more. I may have to change the down or the next line will sound more Dr. Seuss than Frost. Well, this is indeed, is it not? A noble, noble offering, and we have to thank Dean for that. Then, Mike in Winterport sent this, and by the way, I'm the humble farmer at gmail.com and I'd love to hear from you too. And remember, please, please listen to this. Remember that the muse should flow as water from an illuminated Roman fountain, not appearing gobs and squirts as from a trampled tube of toothpaste. Ready? This is from Mike. I wonder where my glasses go once I have laid them down. I'd like them to remain in place and not go gadding round. They have a way of wandering off, though how I cannot guess. It might be someone lugs them off, though no one will confess. I wonder where my glasses go when they're not on my face. No longer where I left the things. They've gone some other place. Perhaps there were the keys I've lost and pens that I've misplaced. But I can't find a one of them. My memory's disgraced. I wonder where my glasses went. Can't even form a theory. I only know my oculist has never seemed so cheery. Thank you. 
Bix. If you've been watching the news lately, this might have a bit more meaning to you. One morning I was singing an old-fashioned love song to my wife, Masha, the almost perfect woman. And I think this song is from a 1925 show called No No Nanette. And because this song is a bit dated, I modernized the lyrics. I think the old ones went something like this. I want to be happy, but I won't be happy till I make you happy too. Ready for my lyrics, huh? I guess it doesn't go to that song. Perhaps it's a different song. I want to hear... Let's try it. I want to hear from you, but I won't hear from you because there's more postage sounded like a seventh in there. Sounded like someone blew a little seventh in there, didn't it? 
Oh, we got time for a couple more here by who? Oh, Oscar Peterson. You email me a lot of stories like this one I'm about to tell. And I'm grateful for this. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. I don't know if these stories you send me are true or not. And I suppose it really doesn't matter. Ready for the story? One afternoon, a cop saw a bum leaning up against a building, drinking something out of a bottle wrapped in a paper bag. And the cop said, Hey, what are you doing there? And the bum said, Just what it looks like. I'm holding up the building. The cop took the bum by the arm and let him off. And the building fell down.
Oscar Peterson here on the Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Someone told me about a man who came home and collapsed in the middle of the kitchen. When his wife asked him what he had to say for himself, he raised himself up on one elbow and said, I don't have any prepared remarks, but I'm prepared to take questions from the floor.